When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Angelo is fiercely determined. Mark Angelo coming to the eight ball. Trying to pull it up. He's in front by three. He has Jenison National Treasure. Then it's Henshaw. Forte's coming right. Oh, he's got a chance. Forte coming out the outside. Trying to catch Mark Angelo. He couldn't do it. Mark Angelo has won. They're getting ready to turn it for home. Angelo, who knew? I didn't. <laughs> I had Tappet Trice, who uh, who showed uh, win play show first, second, and third. Forte came in second. Uh, Tappet Trice third, but Archangelo won. Uh, Angel of Empire came in fourth. Hit show fifth. A lot of smart money on a hit show, but nonetheless, it was exciting. I was out there. It was fantastic. I want to thank ABR, America's Best Racing, Naira Betts, um, as well as uh, Final Furlong, the uh, the uh, stable that I now am a minority owner in, in a few horses. So what a, what a phenomenal, phenomenal afternoon it was out there at the Belmont. And history was made. The 155th running, um, Archangelo won. Went off at eight to one, eight to one. Okay, and uh, and again, I was out there. We had like forty-five minutes between uh, between races, and nobody was betting on Archangelo. Um, uh, there was a lot of money on Forte, and rightfully so. Forte expected to win the Derby, and unfortunately, was scratched at the li- at, at the last minute. Uh, I liked Tappet Trice just because, and, and very interesting, and, and I, I, I shared with, with you yesterday, of the nine horses that raced, that ran at Belmont, six of the nine, in some way, shape, or form, had Tappet lineage uh, in, in their bloodline. Uh, Tappet, a horse that was just known for the distance, a great closer, and just, uh, I don't know if it was the ride, or the gas, or was it, was it not enough speed? At the beginning of the race, but Tappet Trice uh, could not pull it off. But I thought that was the horse. That's who I had, uh, the two horse, but unfortunately finished third. A lot of people liked Angel of Empire. Uh, That was another horse that had a lot of speed in this race. Finished fourth, and like I said, some sharp money on Hit Show, the seventh horse. Uh, But congratulations and history in the making. Jenna Antonucci now becomes the first female trainer. The first female trainer to win the Belmont. How about that? Unbelievable. If you haven't seen, if you haven't gone to social media and, uh, and, and checked out and seen uh, the video of her watching the race and her reaction to her horse winning was absolutely, it's, it's a must. So at some point in time today, you've got some time in your afternoon, check it out, Twitter, social media, whatever the case may be, go online. And, uh, and Jenna Antonucci, 
looking and watching her horse, uh, Archangelo, win the Belmont is priceless. Uh, one of her quotes that I love is, you know, you got to find a seat at the table. Isn't that, and, and by the way, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show. Isn't that interesting, guys? This is, let, let's just, let's marinate in this for a minute, right? This is the 155th race of the Belmont Stakes. And here in 2023 is the first time a female trainer wins the Belmont Stakes. Can we just, can we marinate in that for a minute? Is that amazing? It was an awesome moment. Uh, I didn't have, I had Angels of Empire and uh, Hit Show in an, an exacta. So I, I didn't have it, but immediately, you know, when it, the camera pans to her, I'm not upset about losing my money anymore. I'm just happy to, to see history. And you're right about that video of her watching the race. It, it's, it's something cool. And I, what I love from her quotes is, you know, screw finding a seat at the table, make your own table and build your own team and do it your way, which I think is completely the way to do it in, in, in industries like this. And it, it was, again, a, a really, really cool moment. Uh, it, it, it is. It, listen, in every industry, right? Like even, even in, in my industry, uh, it's, it's, it's been a minute. And, and even still today, and I've had this conversation, people ask me all the time, like, well, what do you want to do? Like, what would be your, what would be your ultimate job? And for me, it's, it's an NFL analyst, but there are none. <laughs> we have, we have, we have NFL play-by-play women who do a good job, great job. We have women, we have play-by-play, we have hosts, women host NFL preview shows, but ESPN, Fox, NBC, CBS, you name it, no NFL female analysts. Why? Oh, well, you didn't play the game. Not here. I played the game. Um, and, there, and, and, and there are a number of NFL male analysts who didn't play the game that have the job, that have the title. So I just share that with you just to say, um, you know, in, in, in all walks of life, in, in a variety, in, in several, several uh, work corporations, entities, job titles, uh, women are still trying to get over that hurdle and, and, you know, and blow out that boundary. And, you know, some, some people can build their own table and own their own table. Uh, and some you cannot. And the best thing to do is you've got to find a seat at the table and then you've got to work your ass off uh, to make sure that you are better and better than anyone else. And then there is a stroke of luck that you have an executive who says, you know what? I'm not going to look at gender. I'm not going to look at gender. Gender, I'm throwing that out the window. This person is deserving, period, as a human being. And, uh, and, and for Jenna, that is an ownership group. For me, it's an executive. For Jenna, it's an ownership group to say, you know what? This is who, this is who I want to train my horses. So it's finding those people that are able to look past what the norm has been for years. So I just, and, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm, I'm beating my, I, I'm beating myself up. I beat myself up yesterday after the race. I'm beating myself up now that I didn't put any money 
on Archangelo. And I should have not because I not because of the eight to one in, in no there was no buzz about this horse uh, all day long uh, at the track forty five minutes leading up to there was no there was no discussion in fact you know when 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 this horse won it was kind of like wah 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 because you know a lot of people a lot of people had had money on Forte I had money on Tapid Trice there were quite a few people a lot of people like Joe just said he liked Angel of Empire. There was money all over the board in regard to other horses. Um, so so many people lost. I'm sure the track made a killing yesterday. But after, and, and just realizing the storyline here, that um, by this horse winning would represent the first time that a female trainer wins the Belmont. Like, shame on me for not just throwing some coin on that just for that storyline. Right? Because at the end of the day, as, as much as I, I, you know, we're in this to, to make money, what I, I think what draws people to sport is, is storylines, right? I just got done for the first hour talking PGA Tour and, and the Canadian Open. There's, there's a plethora of storylines heading in today's final round. Rory winning for a third time after feeling that he was a sacrificial lamb for the PGA Tour. Fleetwood not winning uh, PJ Tour event at all. Could this be the day? Two Canadians trying to win for the first time since 1954. Storyline. So what happens? You might not be a big fan of golf. You might not play golf. You might be like Don LaGreca. You think it's the worst sport in the world. But the storylines are going to grab you. The storylines are going to move you. The storylines is what makes sports special. And shame on me. Shame on me. For not putting at least $10 on Archangelo. I'm Tweet beating myself that. over it. Print yep. that. Yep. Shame on me. And I'm still beating myself up over it this morning. By the way, I've reached out to uh, Jenna and uh, I'm hoping that we could get her on the show at some point in time. At some point in time. Fingers crossed. She texted me back that she's, she's going to try to make it happen. So hopefully we can get the trainer for Archangelo on the program. I think it could be a really good discussion. So we'll keep you posted. Uh, We do have a good show lined up for you. Uh, We're going to touch on all the bases, no pun intended. Uh, Getting you ready for tomorrow's Game 5 of the NBA Championship. Moke Hamilton is going to join us on the program. Um, NHL, Vegas now up 3-1. In the series, what does that mean for the Panthers? Yeah, we're both on the same page there. Uh, uh, the Mets, uh, the the, uh, the Mets and the Yankees, they both win. More importantly, the way that the Yankees win against the Red Sox, which is great. So we've got two rubber matches uh, going on later on today and tonight for both the Mets and the Yankees, which should be interesting. And uh, I do want to spend some time today talking some NFL, getting you ready. Some, some interesting articles that came out in regard to the Jets. The Jets are off right now, off for six weeks prior to training camp opening up, but still some conversations to be had there. Phone lines will be open throughout the show, 800-919-3776, 800-919-3776. Jeff, I see you. We get back. You will be first up, I promise. Uh, curious if uh, Jeff wants to talk about uh, Jenna's comments um, after her incredible win. Uh, if you want to chime in on the fact that, again, after 155 runnings of the Belmont Stakes, the first time we have a female trainer winning. It, 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 it really is. First of all, just the numbers alone are 
are, are should be surprising to you. Okay. Uh, uh, number two, um, what, what an unbelievable feat and, uh, and, and everything. I haven't met Jenna, but I was with a, a number of horse owners yesterday who have nothing but phenomenal things to say about her. So we're really hoping we can get her on the program today. Jeff, hang tight. We'll get to you. 800-919-3776. Nina Marks with you on this Sunday morning here on 98.7 ESPN. Golf is garbage. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. Claire called in. Claire, thank you. Uh, not only is Jenna the first uh, female trainer to win the Belmont, the first female trainer to win a triple crown race. Marinate that now. That, that even makes it even more. What? Let's go to Jeff in Florida. Jeff, welcome in. Good morning, Anita. Very nice to talk to you this morning. Thank you. I uh, met you five years ago at Justify's Belmont Triple Crown win. You couldn't have been nicer, and it was really a thrill to meet you. Let me just oh, say that you. first. Thank you so much. It's very uh, nice. Yeah, and, I, and I was, I was going to point out what you just did, that not only was this the first female trainer to win the Belmont, but, but any Triple Crown race. And when you think about that in the history and the male dominance and how little opportunity there's been for a woman to train a horse of this magnitude – it really is remarkable and thrilling. And, I, you know, I, I couldn't get enough of it. And when Tom Rinaldi was interviewing her and she spoke about, you know, you've got to get your seat at the table. And if there isn't a seat at the table, make your own table and sit at the head of the table. I mean, this woman is incredibly inspirational and it was so thrilling. And I'm really hoping you get to interview her because I can't wait to hear it. Oh, thank you, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, and so just FYI, and, and thank you, and thank you for your comments, Jeff. Very, very kind. Um, so again, yesterday I was out there with uh, the uh, the stable group that now I'm I'm associated with as a minority owner in, in just a few horses, um, and and that is Final Furlong, Vince Roth, who we've had on the program uh, previewing all three of the Triple Crowns. So I was with him, and uh, Jenna actually was a trainer of a few of his horses. Um, and, uh, and so Vince was kind enough to connect me with Jenna and, and, and I've been texting with her. So I'm really hoping that we get her on the program at some point in time, because, uh, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I think it could be a really, really, uh, interesting and, um, and powerful conversation, uh, to have her on the program. So I will continue to effort, uh, to do that for sure. 
Uh, when we come back, uh, let's switch gears. We're going to talk some NBA. Mo Hamilton is going to join us. Uh, nothing, you know, it's, it's interesting, like nothing really tonight. Yeah, you've got the Red Sox and uh, and the Yankees going at it, that rubber match. We'll, we'll talk some, some Major League Baseball with you today as well. Please trust me. But um, but really nothing. <laughs> and and it's funny, you know, I when I when I first uh, came onto the, the show and, and our producers, Harvey and, and Joe and I, and we were talking about the show today, Harvey was like, your, your, your Panthers stink. I, Harvey, are you, are you more upset that the, that now we are one game away from both the NHL and the NBA finals being over or, or you, you just, you lost money. I didn't lose any money. I don't bet money. I'm just more upset that these series haven't been as competitive as I thought they'd be. I mean, you're down one, nothing inside 90 seconds. Your team stinks, man. We suck. I'm, I love how you call them my team. I'm sorry. Who's they're the my Florida they're girl? my team because I, I I wagered on them. Is that why they're my team? Aren't you the Florida girl of this program, of this station? This your team. Just like my team, okay. the Devils. Thank God for the Devils. But your team. Yeah, you know oh. it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. People ask me all the time, Anita, who's who, like who who who's your team? Who do? And I'm I really don't I don't like whoever wins me money. That's who my team is. I know, I know, and I know that's really, really hard for people up here in the Northeast to understand because uh, the fan base, this is why, another reason why I, I love hosting Sports Talk Radio in New York is, uh, is the, like, understand that this is not, Sports Talk Radio in the Northeast um, is way different than Sports Talk Radio down south, right? You, you got fair weather fans, you've got so many trans, you know, people who, like, move down to Florida because, you know, snowbirds, what, what have you, like, it's just different. You know, you know, I grew up obviously watching Dan Marino and the Miami Dolphins play, but do I root for the Miami Dolphins? Uh, not really. Um, you know, as, as a young girl watching football, uh, you know, it was either at that point in time, it was either the Pittsburgh Steelers, or the Dallas Cowboys. I leaned towards more towards the Pittsburgh Steelers, to be quite frank. Uh, Terry Bradshaw, Swan Stallworth, Steel Curtain, uh, you know, Mean Joe Green, Lambert Ham, uh, all that. That's really what I grew up in. But I was at the I was at the Miami Heat draft party when they first drafted Ronnie Cycli from Syracuse. Should the Miami Heat be my team? Um, not really. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily have like a team. Um, I like players. You know, I, I, I tend to I tend to find that I, I, I find certain players that I that I respect and, and I, I love and then I, I start rooting for them and I start cheering for them and I want to see them do well and what te- what what teams they're on because this day and age in free agency, you know, there's very uh, very few and far between players who we know stay on a certain team for their entire career. But I can't say that I, I, I can't say that I have a quote a team, but I understand I'm from Miami. Uh, so I guess one at the station would consider the Panthers and the Dolphins and the Heat and the Marlins my team. I was at I was at the Marlins first game when Joe DiMaggio threw out the first pitch. So so there's that. So I I guess one would one would say I don't know. You, you've got you've got me. <laughs> You've got me contemplating here, Harvey. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Quick break. We come back. Moke Hamilton will join us. We'll switch gears. Let's talk some NBA. Getting you ready for game five of the NBA finals. Coming your way tomorrow night. Uh, Anita Marks with you. 98.7 ESPN.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Everybody's already talking about it. Like, I've been in those games, game five. Those are not the easiest games at home. All we're focused on. I told the guys, feel whatever you want to feel tonight. That's fine. You probably shouldn't sleep anything tonight, any amount of time. I don't think anybody will. We have an incredibly competitive group. We've done everything the hard way, and that's the way it's going to have to be done right now again. And all we're going to focus on is getting this thing back to the 305. Get this thing back to Miami. Things can shift very quickly. It's going to be a gnarly game in Denver, built for the competitors that we have in our locker room. And by the time we get on that plane, all we're thinking about is get this thing back to Miami. I love Eric Spolstra. I've known him for ever and a day when he was a young pup, spending copious amounts of hours uh, watching film for Pat Riley. Couldn't root for a better guy, but sorry, I'm not buying it. Moe Hamilton joins us now. Uh, and he has uh, throughout the uh, the NBA season, specifically here in the postseason as well, which is always great to have you on, Mo. Good morning, good morning. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Anita. I, I hope. I hope Spo has been up in the lab for the past couple of days trying to figure some stuff out because it looked like the Heat might be in a little bit of trouble. <laughs> but so here's the thing: I, I, he could spend as much time in the lab. He could spend as much time watching film. Uh, stick a fork in them. Wave the white flag. I think this Heat team is done. And 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 not listen. Their run and everything that has happened here has been absolutely tremendous. But let's go back. It wasn't just one playing game. It was two playing games. And Jimmy Butler to me looks like a shell of himself. Obviously, there's there's I think there's something way wrong here more than what's being reported. Uh, your your thoughts on um, your thoughts on what Spolstra said. I, I mean, do, do you feel that the Heat can? pull another win off in Denver to send this back to Miami? Uh, well, I mean, I would ne- I would certainly never say never, and definitely not when you're talking about uh, an Eric Spolstra coached Miami Heat team. Um, but that said, you know, I, 
I'll admit that I did uh, predict the Heat to take game four. That obviously was not correct. And I would predict the Nuggets to take game five. And, you know, who knows? Maybe that'll end up being incorrect as well. But I think more than anything else, uh, the Nuggets have just really found a way to, to shut off the water on the Heat shooters. Um, and the other thing, too, Anita, like we spend so much time talking about Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and how great they've been, but we don't really spend as much time talking about the Nuggets' defense and the effort that they're getting on that side of the ball from Aaron Gordon, from Bruce Brown. Um, even 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 Michael Porter Jr. is playing a little bit of defense. He's moving his feet, you know, moving his arms, which is helpful. And they're getting great minutes from Jeff Green as well. So when you have that kind of effort on the defensive side of the ball, you have the more talented offensive players. You couple that with the Heat shooters missing shots. I mean, there's really just no reason to, to think that the Heat will be able to you know, erase a 3-1 deficit, much less perhaps even win another game. So uh, the Nuggets have been a team on a mission all postseason long, and to have the opportunity now to close it out at home and, and hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy for the first time ever for the Denver Nuggets, in Denver, I think that's going to be a motivating factor for them. And uh, so I, I, I'd expect them to close it out in five. Um, so I'm going to toot my own horn here. I don't do it often, uh, but when I do, it's for good reason. Uh, I had the Denver Nuggets in five. So if the Denver Nuggets do win tomorrow, then I will have predicted the Miami Heat in seven against the Boston Celtics, and I will have predicted the Denver Nuggets in five um, against Miami. I also predicted the Denver Nuggets would sweep the Lakers. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing it out there. Wow. I'm just. Uh, that's, pretty, that, that's pretty good. We, I'm going to have to get some more picks from you uh, once, once you cut off the air. Uh, but that's why you get paid <laughs> the big bucks, man. Anybody surprised by that? You know, like, no. that's why you're on them fan, the fancy shows no, on the and all that. I, I, you I, I have a. I have a crystal ball, and, uh, and, and not a lot of folks know that. Uh, anyway, just kidding. Um, but, but I'm not kidding. I'm really – I mean, I'm, obviously, if Denver, if Denver wins – here's the thing. You and I have been talking about this since, since day one. I, and and you, if you recall me saying this, like I didn't understand the disrespect from the odds makers uh, when it comes to the Denver Nuggets. I told folks, Denver's yeah. going to win this whole bad boy. And also, you could have gotten Jokic to win the finals MVP at 10-1 to 1 at some point. I told people, go to the window uh-huh. and bet that. And then after they won the first series, it dropped it dropped down to seven to one. Right now, it's like minus nine hundred, and you could have got it at <laughs> ten to one when this whole damn thing wow. started. Uh, so, uh, nonetheless, why why do you feel the odds makers? And, and here's another thing: Are you hearing this? Like, oh man, this guy Jokic, he's unbelievable. He's like a unicorn. He's and I and I'm at, like I, I'm. <laughs> I'm saying to people like this is how he plays. Like there's this is nothing like this is nothing new. It's not like oh this Jokic character just materialized in the postseason. It's not like Jokic didn't play this way this all throughout the season. So I you know it's, uh, what I find interesting now is all those folks out there going oh yeah oh yeah Embiid deserves the MVP. Obviously you weren't watching. <laughs> you weren't watching the games out west. At that that tip off was at ten thirty at night because this is what this cat's been doing all season long, and so now now you get it now you get why I was so up in arms and upset that Jokic didn't win the the season MVP he was beyond deserving this is just a taste what what we're seeing right now in the postseason this is just a taste of what Jokic has been doing all season long Moke and and you cover this league you can attest to it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely true. 
Uh, I, I think as far as the odds makers are concerned, part of it is just the whole thing about, um, you know, I'm not going to necessarily believe that you can do it until you show me that you can do it. And the Nuggets have had some, some disappointments over the past couple of years. Um, I think that's probably the main part of it. Now, obviously, there, there's reasons for it, right? Like Aaron Gordon is still a relatively new member of this team. Michael Porter Jr. has been somewhat unhealthy over the past couple of years, as has Jamal Murray. Um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Bruce Brown, new additions to the team, right? So without actually living and breathing the NBA, and like you said, staying up until 10.30 at night watching some of those late games, there's just been an overall lack of exposure to the Denver Nuggets. But that's part of the reason why players get paid in, in, in most part, um, for the most part, I should say, based on what they do in the playoffs, right? Because that's when everybody's watching. That's when everybody's actually paying attention. And that's when a lot of people make their name and sort of get learned about. So this, this long postseason run for the Nuggets, uh, it puts them on the radar and, for the more casual fans and certainly those that are, you know, out here on the East Coast that are not staying up and watching some of those late games, like, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a bit of an awakening to see, you know, this, this big plotting seven-plus footer uh, draining threes in people's eyes, you know what I mean, and, like, playing like he has eyes in the back of his head. Like, it is, it is an amazing thing to witness. We certainly have not seen a player like Nikola Jokic probably ever. Uh, so I'm just before we move on, because I want to ask you about the Knicks, bring it here in full circle and talk about what's going on in our own backyard. Um, I'm going to lay the nine with Denver. I, my gut's telling me that at some point in time, this game is just going to be a blowout. And um, and so I'm going to I think Denver's going to win by 12, 15 points. So I'm going to lay the nine with Denver. Um, I'm going Butler under 26 and a half points. That's been hitting all series long. Aaron Gordon, over six and a half rebounds. He's just been a man possessed, especially uh, rebounding and playing excellent defense against Jimmy Butler. Uh, Bam, double-double. So a little bit of juice, minus 185, but still it's just it's what he's done in this series. Jokic, triple-double, you can get a plus money. And, and he, he averages triple-doubles at home more than he does on the road. That's plus 115. And I've really fallen in love with this kid, with all due respect, this rookie, uh, Christian, don't call me Braun Brown. And uh, I, this was my best bet on Friday on Daily Wager. I'm going to go back to the window with it again. And that's just, you can, you can get plus money that, uh, that he's going to have a steal. He's been absolutely tremendous on the defensive side of the court. And since Michael Porter Jr. has been struggling, he's getting more playing time. Any of those prop bets uh, tempt you a little bit, Moke? Uh... I mean, they all, they all sound pretty good. Um, I think the one that might scare me a little bit might be the, the Bam double-double, um, just because he has been somewhat inconsistent over the course of the playoffs. And you would think that, um, you know, you would think that the 10 rebounds would come relatively easily. But when, when you're having to guard, guard Jokic and, you know, play both sides of the ball, like it, it, it kind of takes a little bit out of you. And then also going back to Denver – um, you know, it's not like the Heat actually traveled uh, to Denver early for game one to kind of give themselves a couple of days to get acclimated to the altitude. Um, I don't really think they have the same uh, luxury now heading into game five, so I wouldn't be surprised. And then just the overall toll and the wear and tear over the course of the series, 
I'm not sure how spry the Heat are going to be, in particular Bam having to chase Nikola Jokic and dealing with the altitude and all that. That's the only thing. Um, but aside from that, I mean, hey, those, those, those all sound pretty good. Brown, Brown for a steal, Jokic for a triple-double, like all those things seem very, very plausible to me. So uh, I, might, I might go fire up uh, one of the apps on my phone and, and put it in the same action that you got to do there you go. Um, before we let you go, Moak, uh, let's bring our attention to what's going on here in our own backyard. As we know, as soon as the NBA Finals are over, which I anticipate to happen on Monday, we'll see, um, then we really start talking about the, the summer of free agency, right? And so there's a lot of talk and a lot of speculation out there in, in, in regard to the Knicks being very active here in, in what they can do, right? They've got a, a ton of draft capital, uh, first and foremost, uh, number two, um, they've got a number of really, really interesting pieces that performed well this season uh, that that they could trade, and uh, and there's some big names out there that have been circulating, right? Uh, Giannis, uh, Luca, um, Embiid, um, Lillard. So, so with that being said, you know what what are you anticipating this summer for the Knicks? How active and attractive do you think they're going to be? Yeah, you, you can also add uh, Chris Paul and, and Jalen Brown to that list as, as mm-hmm. well. As, you know. uh, as far as far as the Knicks are concerned, you know, my, my understanding of of the front office's thought process has always been that they want to be active and engaged on everything, and they want to have an opportunity to go out there and, and and kind of swing a deal that they think will help, but within reason, right? Like I think that uh, Leon Rose's front office kind of kind of learned from, from, from the past mistake of emptying the cupboard to get a superstar. I don't want to say the Carmelo Anthony deal was, was, you know, like a failure or anything like that, but they just gave up so much for him that it really didn't give them much of an opportunity to build around him. And everything that this team has done has been with that kind of idea in mind. Uh, from what I understand, Giannis has, has always been the, the dream scenario, Giannis and, and Joel Embiid. But there's no guarantee that either one of those guys are going to become available. I think uh, Giannis might actually be. It's it's worth watching in Milwaukee just because of all the changes that are happening in that franchise, new head coach, new ownership group, and then more importantly, we have to watch and see what happens with Chris Middleton and Brook Lopez. Because if you're Giannis, you know, and you guys are are falling short, and then next thing you know, you you lose your running mate in Chris Middleton. At that point, Giannis himself might be saying, hey, you know what, I delivered a championship here. Maybe it is time for me to move on. Um, He will be extension eligible. So in short order, we'll have an idea whether Giannis is recommitting to Milwaukee and Chris Middleton for the long term. If not, at that point, all bets are off. And, you know, that might be the opportunity if you're the Knicks, you kind of want to push your chips into the table for. Um, But, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks are in a really good situation. You know, they have good young players on reasonable contracts. They have Josh Hart, who, from what I understand, is a priority to re-sign this offseason. And they have draft capital, like you said. So they can kind of be patient and sit back and wait and see how the market materializes. But for sure, I mean, Jalen Brown, Giannis, Joel Embiid, you know, even Chris Paul to an extent. When you hear those names potentially becoming available on the market, if you're a team that's serious about building a winner and contending, you got to listen. You got to see what opportunity might be out there for you. And I think the Knicks are going to do exactly that. 
Uh, again, Mo Hamilton joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Final thought uh, in regard to the Nets. I actually like uh, the pieces that they have right now. Can't really win a lot with it, but A, I think if they choose the right core to keep and they've got capital to trade, um, what are you looking? What are you looking for in regard to the Nets during the summer, Moke? Well, I think that Brooklyn. So they were fortunate to get some draft capital back in in those trades they made to send their superstars out. So, um, but one thing that I would, if I'm a, if I'm a Nets fan, I certainly would have um, confidence in Sean Marks' ability to go out there and find guys that can play. Right, especially like you think of, you think about Bruce Brown. You know. Um, he made a name for himself in this league. And part of the reason why he ended up in the situation that he's in is because of how he performed for the Nets. And then you just look at the track record of the front office. There. You know, you think about Nick Claxton, you think about Joe Harris, you think about, um, you know, even Spencer Dinwiddie, all the guys over the years that had been developed, discovered and developed by that franchise. There's no reason to, to think that they won't be able to do that type of thing again and again and again because finding and developing players it's a skill it's a talent some front offices have it in abundance others don't um so i mean i think the nets will be okay in the long run they have some good young players here that they can build around in mikhail bridges and nicholas claxton and then more importantly you know there are some rumblings saying that if portland does decide that it does want to move on from damian lillard that Brooklyn would be one of the preferred landing spots of Lillard. Now, you might look at it and say, oh, well, the Nets can't necessarily put together the best package for him. But importantly, Portland is believed to want to do right by Lillard and send him to one of his preferred destinations if they do decide to trade him. So if he tells them, hey, I want to go to Brooklyn, then uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a three or fourteen deal materialize that ultimately does land him there. So, so Nets, the Nets will be all right. You know, they need a couple more pieces. Obviously, going from being a championship contender back into a rebuilding situation isn't the best of things. But they do have a couple of young guys, and they do have draft capital. And you know, they're still high on on, on the list of a uh, couple of big name guys out there that we mentioned. So ultimately, I think they'll be okay. Great stuff as always, Smoke. Appreciate your time uh, each and every uh, Sunday morning. Um, and, uh, and if by chance I don't talk to you next week, happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate that. You got it. Uh, make sure you follow all things Moke Hamilton. Really great, knowledgeable, and just breaks things down uh, so well, I think, each and every time he joins us here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Uh, you want to jump in, talk about the NBA Finals uh, what are your expectations? Also, some Knicks talk for you. You do it now. 800-919-3776. Uh, we'll also dive into some Major League Baseball, the Yankees, and the Mets uh, coming up this next hour. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, I just got word, um, Jenna Antonucci, the female trainer, uh, first ever female trainer to win a, uh, a triple crown race with um, Archangelo, went off at 8-1 to one yesterday, uh, is going to join us on the program. She is on her way to the airport. She's trying to catch a flight, so she's trying to squeeze us in, which we're so grateful for. So uh, either we will, uh, we will have her on the program at 1030 or 11 a.m. So one or the other, uh, we will keep you posted. So excited to get Jenna on the program, that's for sure. We just heard from Moke Hamilton. Uh, again, I'm sure, you know, it's, it's interesting. The uh, the NBA Finals uh, ratings are down. And uh, whether it's because many feel that this is just not a match that they want to watch, uh, whether, you know, granted, Denver and the Miami Heat aren't necessarily two teams that move the needle as opposed to, and I'm sure the networks would have rather have had uh, the Lakers and the Boston Celtics, right? Like, um, you know, those are the two teams that do move the needle. A lot of people feel, and we talked about this yesterday, guys, right? Like the style of basketball that Jokic plays with his dad bod is boring, unsexy, not fun. Uh, I, I beg to differ. I disagree. I, I've, I've loved and thoroughly enjoyed watching um, the ball movement specifically of this Denver Nuggets team. I think it's magic, uh, but that's my two cents, right? Like, um, you know, majority of people want to see the high-flying slam dunk and three-point shooting and not, listen, and, and, and that's what really in, in the last five years, that's what has been winning championships is the three-point shooting. Do you guys, do you guys find the series boring just out of curiosity? Harvey and Joe? No, because I'm a basketball fan. And, I mean, I love Jokic and the way he plays anyway. I think a reason why nobody really wants to watch the series is because nobody really wants to learn on the fly about Jokic and get reacclimated with Jimmy Butler because he's been out of the spotlight and out of the finals. I know the bubble he was in the finals, but, I mean, he hasn't really had a moment where the spotlight has been on him so when you have the opportunity for a Lakers Celtics finals the casual fans that's what they're going to go for not oh hey I have to learn about this Serbian dude who is the best player in basketball but I have no idea who the hell he is Harvey are, are you and, and and there's nothing listen I, I've, I've spoken to a number of people who are basketball fans I've spoken to a number of people who are are you know just sports fans and they're like I, I just can't get into the series it doesn't do it for me i'm starting to wonder if we could just take like a pulse of like nba fans how many how many of them really care about denver as a whole the last time denver really had this much juice was when peyton manning was at the broncos you know what i mean like like we're watching these finals and watching... so you think you think it's a city you think it's a city thing yeah i mean let's be honest how many people care much about miami you know, you could take it all across well, they, all sports. People certainly cared about Miami when LeBron James was there. Exactly. <laughs> and, like, you know, he's gone. People love Jimmy Butler, but where's his game been? He hasn't had that that game like he had against the Lakers at the bubble. You know what I mean? Like, 
So, and the thing that gets me is that, like, I like it. I like this series because I like to see history. You know, Denver's up for their first title ever. And this is their first finals ever. So, to see this is cool for me. Just like seeing Vegas, Florida for their first Stanley Cup is nice for me to see history. Uh, history. So, if it's if it's like a ratings thing, that's obvious. Because like you said, Lakers get ratings. Boston gets ratings. They're just not good enough. So... So I, I th- again, I, I think it's an, an excellent points made, gentlemen. I just think it's a mixed bag in regard to there are two, two teams that don't drive the needle, and also it's a series that isn't quite exciting. I know we've got quite a few callers who are calling in right now who want to chime in. We'll get to your calls next, 800-919-3776. Also really excited, we just confirmed uh, Jenna Antonucci, uh, the trainer who, uh, who won the Belmont Stakes for the first time, female trainer. She's going to be on the show with us either at 1030 or 11 a.m. So I'm over the moon stoked about that. Uh, More to come. 98.7 ESPN.